This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Sure, snow forts, snowmen, and snowballs are fun, but have you stopped to admire the icy magnificence that Lake Michigan has to offer this time of year? I'm talking about thin layers of ice stacked on top of one another. Lily pad formations known deliciously as pancake ice. Shiny bowling ball shapes on the shore. It's a frozen wonderland that Elsa could only dream of. Lake enthusiast and our What's That Building contributor, Dennis Rodkin, joins us today to regale us with what he's seen on his morning walks. Hey, Dennis. And to tell us about what causes these beautiful sculptures is Eric Linning, meteorologist in charge of the National Weather Service in Chicago. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hello. Glad to, glad to be with you. Dennis, you with me? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, yes. Oh, good. Okay, good. Well, I'm anxious to hear what you find appealing about Lake Michigan in the winter. Well, you have to like cold. But it's if you get out there day after day after day, you see so many changes. It's like going to Lake Michigan in the summer where it might be flat, it might be stormy. There are so many changes in color. Same thing in the winter. You, I, I, As you described pancake ice you see chunks of ice that reflect this or that catch and refract the sun mm-hmm. um, you see walls of ice it's just it's amazing to see the different varieties that come from the combination of wind snow temperature waves well tell us more about what you've been seeing i, I can't help but spy on your twitter page here because you've been sharing some beautiful photos dennis well, thanks. Um, I, so I go down. I live in Highland Park, and I I go to a lot of city beaches for a lot of a, a lot of other times. But often, very early in the morning, I'm down at one particular beach, Ravine Street Beach, that I've lived near for about 24 years. And this week, I saw something that you don't often see, and that was it looked like a stack of sediment, sedimentary layers, like what you learned about as a kid for your sedimentary rock. Because the waves work, we have very little snow, so it's not getting that white sheet pulled over it. It's just piles of ice. Each lake, uh, sorry, each wave that comes in adds another layer. It was as if the water were building a wall mm. at the edge of the at the edge of the beach. Well, Eric, what about you? What do you love about the lake this time of year? Well, yeah, like you said, it's different every day. Uh, you know, if you've ever lived out. Like near the Rocky Mountains, you look at the mountains and they seem to look different every day. But we kind of have the same thing with Lake Michigan, uh, you know, with the wind directions and the waves uh, and the, the temperatures all, you know, combining to create just a very diverse landscape out there that, uh, you know, it's even going to be different from morning to afternoon in a lot of cases. So for all the fair weather friends out there, Eric, why should people go to the lake when we know what Dennis said, that it's colder by the lake? Well, I, I want to mention one thing. If you do go to the lake, please do not get onto the ice. That's not that's not going to be a safe thing to do. But you know, certainly enjoy it from the the shoreline. But uh, you know, there's a lot to see down there. And like he was describing, you know, the pancake ice, the ice balls. Uh, there's like ice volcanoes, the, the shards that can get stacked up. And I mean, there's just all kinds of variety of things happening down there. And you know, it's it's maybe not the first place you think of, uh, you know, in the middle of winter to go stand out there. It's, it can be pretty exposed, but it's sometimes worth a trip. What are the general forces, Eric, that lead to these stunning formations? What's happening? Well, the the uh, obviously the temperature uh, coming in over the 
the lake water, the first thing you'll see in the fall when you, you get that really cold air coming in, even before any ice formation, you'll start to see the steam coming off the lake. And as the water starts to cool and the air gets colder, you'll start to see uh, a thin layer a thin layer of ice start to form, usually near the shoreline. And uh, as the, you get farther into the wintertime, uh, that, that ice gets a little bit thicker and then the wave action um, the waves are driven by the wind. The wave action can start to form it into different shapes. The, the pancake ice is when that thin layer at the top breaks apart and starts to, uh, you know, have the little pieces of ice rub against each other, and it gets that, that round shape with the, the raised edges. Uh, near the shoreline, if you start to get that kind of thing rolling, tumbling along the shore, uh, you can actually form that ice in, into balls. So it's just a combination of the wave heights, the winds, the temperatures, all working together. Well, Dennis, you, you talked about that lakefront ice that you saw this morning, but what else have you noticed on the lake? You know, one thing I've noticed is that, Sasha, I'm not the only person out there. On a on a bitterly cold day, uh, Sunday morning this week, I was at, if you think of that big sort of crescent from Oak Street Beach around to the um, the chess tables, I ended up over there. I was going for a run, doing some research for a story. And so I was running there. And when you get out to that edge, there were there had to be a dozen photographers all sort of positioning themselves. There were runners. There were people who weren't photographers but whipped out their phones because uh, that day there was this incredible, that entire stretch of lake from, as I said, the chess tables all at North Avenue all the way down to Oak Street Beach there were these pancakes of ice and it, it's just amazing to see them. Uh, Eric was talking about sort of, I, I think he said they're created in part by the rocking motion. One of the incredible things to me is that sometimes you're there at the, at the, at the ice at mm -hmm. the lakefront and there's water in motion. There are waves and there's also frozen ice and they're sort of working against each other together with each other. One of the greatest things is when, there's this clanking sound when the pieces of ice are being thrown around by the waves. You never know when it's going to happen, but I get down there some mornings and there's this clank, clank, clank as mm. the pieces of ice bang against each other as the waves move them. Eric, describe what, what is he talking about here? Yeah, I think that's what he's, uh, you know, kind of mentioning the, if you get that, the big sheet of ice, you know, that's, that's going to be forming when there's really not much wind action and not much waves. This morning and last night, I think it was pretty quiet out there. So there was just kind of a, a sheet of ice that looked very uh, uniform. But then you start to get a little more wind and wave action and you break that into chunks and then those chunks are going to knock against each other. And that's, uh, that's what makes the sound and also what makes the unique shapes that you can see. What's the thickest ice sheet on record, Eric? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. You know, what's interesting is down at this area, southern Lake Michigan, uh, we don't necessarily see the ice growing as thick as we uh, would like up in Green Bay right now. Uh, Green Bay is mostly ice covered, and you get a lot thicker ice in there. It's a little more sheltered, and it's also a little bit uh, colder on average. And so you get a lot more buildup there and also toward the Straits of Mackinac. In, in that area, then, uh, you know, that's the, that's the reason why it's important not to venture out on the ice down here because, uh, you know, it can change so quickly and it's, um, it's so dynamic that it's probably not going to be thick enough to be safe. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, 
I'm talking about the beautiful ice formations that form on Lake Michigan. And I'm speaking with Eric Linning, who's a meteorologist in charge at the National Weather Service's Chicago branch, and Dennis Rodkin, lake enthusiast and WBEZ contributor. Sticking with you, Eric, we got to get to it. I've teased it so much. We've mentioned it. What exactly is pancake ice for folks who haven't seen it? Pancake ice forms when you have, when you start with just kind of uniform sheet of ice and then the wind and wave action start to break that up and, and knock those little pieces against each other. And you get basically a round shape and the, the edges are kind of raised and, um, you know, they, they look like pancakes out there and <laughs> that, uh, you know, they, they may not be uh, in one place very long because that wave action and, and the winds may push them offshore a little bit. But uh, they're they're pretty neat to see, and it's really always that's the one thing I look forward to in the wintertime is seeing the neat photography along the lakefront. Yes, it is a pretty neat pattern. I I saw a picture that someone shared. I, I'm I'm not even sure how it came up in my feed over the weekend, my social feed over the weekend, and I thought, oh, gosh, that's super cool. I had no idea that there was a name for it though. That threw right, me for yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot of variety out there. What did you think, Dennis, the first time you saw pancake ice? Well, I think like a lot of people, when you see the the first photo or you see it in in real life, you think this this can't actually be happening, right? <laughs> like, why right. does this happen? I posted a picture of it on one of my on my Twitter account, and friends from Florida said, "How did you do this? How did you make this?" And I I didn't do anything. <laughs> I thought it was you. Picture. Yeah, because it looks it looks like a field of a field of holes, really. It looks like some sort of a game board that on that morning in particular stretched for something like a mile. And um, it just, it kind of blows your mind. There are also mornings when uh, you get out at the right time, speaking of the thickness of the ice, those years we had the pol- the years we had the worst polar vortex, the winters of, I think it would be 2013 and 14, the ice on the beaches I go to most was 12 feet thick. So I would be, maybe I shouldn't say this, I would be up on this ice and you could look down, you could look down 12 feet to the water. And then in the summer, I'm going to be in that water swimming, which is sort of mind boggling. But when you're out there, the light coming from the east, the sun coming from the east, turns the the ice into the colors of the rainbow. I mean, it's it's wow. surreal some mornings. It really is surreal. And I bring home photos, put them on social media, and I, I think people might think I've had a different kind of adventure in the morning. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, Eric, I, I mentioned ice balls in the intro. So tell us about this shape and, and also talk about ice shards. Yeah, the ice balls, they're, they're kind of similar to the pancake ice. You know, the, the, the shape they get is from the friction uh, and the motion rubbing against other uh, pieces of ice. But I think you need to um, you have a little bit of shoreline influence to to get those to tumble a little bit. And once you get that tumbling in the wave action, then uh, you're going to form those balls. And it's kind of funny because, I mean, you can see just sometimes they just completely cover the shoreline. And, uh, you know, they, they can be really small or they can be uh, pr- pretty significant in size. Yeah. De- Dennis, you know, what, what I was thinking is we usually have you on to talk about physical structures, right? You're on yeah. to talk uh, about buildings, <laughs> which are a little more permanent. Uh, but these ice formations, they vary continuously and they're also gone quickly do do you think that is what's part of the appeal here yeah i do absolutely i think uh when you get out and realize yesterday last week eight months ago this beach looked completely different than it does today um and 
and it's never going to look this way again. It's pretty exciting. I, you know, the it's as I said, it's that combination of what snow we've had, what temperatures we're having, the motion of the waves. I think there are other factors, wind, and Eric has mentioned. Um, every year it's a little bit different. Sometimes I've been to the same beach and gone up a hill that's, you know, the size of a sand dune, gone from the beach up 20 or 30 feet because it's all been piled. And other times, like this winter, it's actually a relatively thin layer of ice because, again, we haven't had much snow and we aren't that far into the cold season. Yeah. And it just really looks like it, it, it looks like somebody came in and just sort of salted the rim of your margarita glass. That's what it looks like. You're right. <laughs> it does look like that. That's such Some a good, that's a great descriptor. Um, and, and Eric, these formations, are, are they found on lakes throughout the Great Lakes region? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're found throughout the Great Lakes and, uh, you know, anywhere, anywhere in the world that you get uh, that, that really cold air coming over the water. Uh, it's, you know, it's kind of a neat thing that, uh, you know, certainly in this part of the country, we have the, the pleasure of the Great Lakes in our backyard to, to uh, take this in. And I know, as we've mentioned, it's it's beautiful and all, but again, Eric, I want you to remind us about safety here. As enticing as walking out on the ice might be, what do you want to yeah, say to the folks listening? Yeah, it's just very dynamic. Um, you know, the, the ice can break apart. It can be uh, certainly not a solid sheet. Uh, it can be a lot thinner than you think. And uh, there's even been instances where people are on the ice and that, that chunk of ice actually gets pushed offshore by the wind. I mean, that can happen very quickly. And so there's uh, there's times where people have had to be rescued. So certainly enjoy it, but enjoy it from the shoreline. Yeah, safety first. Absolutely. That was Eric Lenning, meteorologist in charge of the National Weather Service in Chicago, and Dennis Rockin, WBEZ contributor. You can check out Dennis's beautiful photography on Twitter at Dennis underscore Rodkin. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.